Returning from the Dead, His Secret Lover Chapter 1 Sebastian is coming back. The eight-months pregnant Sasha was folding the newly bought Onessis in the nursery when she heard the housemaid's conversation. He's coming back. Is it because my due date is approaching? Her heart was bursting with joy until her hands trembled. Although Sebastian was the baby's father, she had only met him once on their wedding night. He never showed up after that. With watery eyes, she caressed her pregnant belly. Oh, my baby, I know your daddy doesn't like me, but it's okay. I will be happy as long as he's here to witness your birth. A smile of joy and satisfaction lit up her face. Two days later, Sebastian was finally back after disappearing for ten months. When Sasha heard the news, she held her baby bump while carefully trotting out of her bedroom to meet him. As she looked down from the top of the stairs, her face turned ashen. Apart from the man whom she missed a lot, she saw a woman standing next to him in the living room. Sebastian, I asked you to come back to take care of Sasha. Why did you bring this woman back? Don't you know why? I told you I have nothing to do with this marriage. The woman I want to marry is Xandra, and she's standing next to me right now. In his black coat, Sebastian's chiseled face held a frosty expression. The man exuded a cold aura while he leveled his father's stare. Frederick was left fuming at his son's words. Don't you know Sasha's due date is near? She's pregnant with your baby. How dare you say something like that? Huh? He snorted. The baby. She wouldn't be pregnant if you hadn't spiked my drink on my wedding night. You know what? The baby doesn't deserve to come to this world. The living room fell into a dead silence. Standing by the staircase, Sasha felt a dull pain from within her chest, his words pierced through her heart, tearing it to smithereens. At that instant, she experienced a temporary blackout of vision while the surrounding noises faded away. How could he say something like that? My baby. My baby is unwelcomed. Soon she felt dizzy and lightheaded. Oh, no, madam, madam, you are bleeding. What? At that instant, the housemaid's shouts rang out in the Hayes residence. Both father and son, who were at a standoff, instantly looked up to see the pregnant Sasha standing by the staircase. Blood was trickling down her legs from beneath her skirt to the stairs. Sebastian's expression changed at the horrific sight. Fixing her eyes at the man. Sasha uttered, that's some kind of great love you have. Sebastian Hayes, building your happiness on your baby's suffering and death. I wonder if you'll ever be at peace with yourself for the rest of your life. In his days, Sebastian realized this was the first time she was speaking to him since the wedding night. Before he could even say anything, Sasha had collapsed onto the ground. Blood was gushing out from beneath her skirt spreading across the floor one housemaid called out quick send her to the hospital within minutes sasha who was unconsciousness was rushed to the hospital in the silent living room xandra tried to comfort sebastian don't think too much it has nothing to do with you the whole arranged marriage is a mistake from the beginning and they drugged you to get her pregnant that woman even dared to curse you Sebastian. Before she could even finish her words, 
The man who had never gotten angry with her suddenly shot her a murderous glare. He bellowed. Shut up. It is not your place to meddle or even talk about the Hayes family affairs. Xandra shuddered. In the face of his anger, she dared not to utter a single word. Sasha wand. You be asterisk TCH. I hope you and your baby die. Don't ever come back again. Meanwhile, in the hospital, an hour had passed. The gynecologist finally came out of the operating theater with a baby in her arms. With a heavy heart, she told Frederick, I'm sorry, Mr. Hayes. She suffered a massive loss of blood. And we failed to save her. We only managed to save one of the triplets. Sasha. Died. My poor granddaughter-in-law and the triplets. Now there's only one of them left. It was an earth-shattering blow to Frederick. As a result, he fainted while clenching his chest. Oh. No. Mr. Hayes. In the meantime, Sebastian had left the Hayes residence with Xandra. They were heading to his apartment in the city. The moment he received the news, he couldn't help grasping the steering wheel. She's dead. Luke Scott, his assistant, answered. Yes. I heard she has always been in a poor condition. She died from a massive blood loss. But the doctor managed to save one of the triplets. It's a boy. And Mr. Hayes Sr. has brought him back home. To prove his words. Luke even sent Sebastian a picture of Sasha and the two babies' bodies covered under a white sheet. The latter's pupils constricted at the sight of the picture. Screech. He stomped on the brakes, bringing the car to an abrupt halt in the middle of the road. Five years later, in a renowned hospital in Moranta, Sasha was presenting a patient's case study in fluent French to the other medical experts in the meeting room. The short hair suited her delicate skin and features, accentuating her bright eyes like a pair of dazzling gems. I'm sorry, Dr. Nancy, but do you mean to say this patient doesn't need an operation? You are suggesting that we should use acupuncture. Sasha flipped through the medical report and flashed a confident smile at the medical experts. If you trust my opinion, then yes. She was now Dr. Nancy Wand. An alias she assumed five years ago. Back then, the gynecologist had announced her demise to the Hayes after saving her from the jaws of death. Sasha would rather die than return to the Hayes residence, that place was a nightmare for her. Later, she came to Moranta and settled down in this country. Within five years, she made a name for herself as a doctor who also specialized in traditional Chinese medicine using the skills she had inherited from the Wan family. The medical expert Hotz wavered upon hearing her confident reply. Yet Sasha had no time to wait for their answer. She took a glance at her watch and soon left the meeting room. Dr. Nancy, you are picking up your kids again. Yes. While hurrying down the stairs, she came across some colleagues and returned their greetings with a bright smile. She was eager to fetch her kids. Ten minutes later, at the preschool, the entrance of the preschool was deserted by when Sasha arrived. Just then, a little girl with a pigtail cheerfully trotted in her direction. Mommy, you are finally here. I've waited for you for so long. She immediately got out of the car. I'm late today. I'm sorry, Vivi. I won't be late next time. 
Can you forgive me? Vivian would never blame her mommy for being late. It's alright. Matt is here with me. And he brought me a lot of yummy snacks. Look. I'm stuffed. The little girl said as she rubbed her tummy. Her words warmed Sasha's heart. Matt. Vivian's twin. Was indeed a very thoughtful little boy. He would always take good care of his younger sister. Why don't we go and find Matt now? Alright. Mommy. A few minutes later, Sasha found her son in the teacher's room. She was concerned to see him being the center of attention once again. Surrounded by the teachers. Oh. My God. Look. The transfer student who is joining us really looks identical to our dear Matteo. You are right. Check this out. One of the teachers brought a photo next to Matteo's face. Matteo took a glance at the photo. How do we look alike? Is his face chubby like mine? Well, no. Does he look as adorable as me when he smiles? Matteo leaned forward, cupping his cute little face. The teachers burst into laughter, yet, they found the two didn't really look that alike after a closer look. The five-year-old boy in the photo was pulling a straight face, his gloomy expression made him look like a little adult. To them, Matteo was definitely cutter. Matt, what are you doing? Sasha asked when she saw the interaction between them. Mommy, you are here. Well, I did nothing. Upon hearing his mom's voice, he reacted swiftly by hopping off the table, beaming. Matteo had always been a cheerful boy. Even though his facial features resembled that man, he didn't inherit the latter's cold and ruthless personality. Rather, Matteo was a kid with a warm personality and a bright smile that never left his face. Is it? Don't lie to me. Do you remember the last time when you tricked the teacher into ruining the computer so that the students could take a day off? Did you really do nothing bad this time? Eh. These teachers are pestering me. Ugh. How could mommy think badly of me? Am I really a troublemaker in her eyes? Last time. I only taught them to play a little game on the computer. Then, he changed the topic. Mommy, I'm hungry. Can we go home now? In the end, Sasha had no choice but to let him off. She bade the teachers goodbye and brought the little ones home. After they arrived home, Sasha busied herself in the kitchen to prepare dinner. However, before she was done, the hospital called. Dr. Nancy. The committee has agreed to let you take over the patient. Is it convenient for you to come back now? Now, the nurse replied helplessly over the phone. Yes, the patient's family member is here as well. She wishes to speak to you after she learned of the committee's decision. This type of patient and their family members were a headache. Perhaps it was a common trait of the rich to boss around as though they own the world. In the end... Sasha agreed to head back to the hospital. Matt, I need to go to the hospital now. Can you stay at home with Vivi and have dinner with her? Of course. Mommy, don't worry. I will take good care of Vivian. Matteo behaved like a mature young man as he waved at his mom, reassuring her about them. Sasha left the house, knowing that she could leave Vivian in his hands. Unbeknownst to her, the two little ones sneaked into her study as soon as she left. 
Matt, what are you doing? Mommy asked us to have our dinner. Shush. Today, the principal showed me a photo of a boy who is transferring to our preschool. You know what? The boy and I look alike. I want to find out about him. Mateo climbed behind his mom's computer desk. Within minutes, he managed to hack into the principal's computer and retrieve the new student's information. Wow. Matt, is that you? Vivian gasped in shock the moment she saw the photo and information on their computer screen. Feeling confused, Mateo furrowed his brows while pointing at the screen. No. See, his name is Ian Hayes. Vivian's eyes grew wider. Ian Hayes, it's not you, but why does he look like you? Did mommy give birth to him too? Mateo suddenly recalled that there were times when their mother would take an unworn Onesi out of a small wooden chest, crying when she thought no one was around. At that instant, Mateo decided to check to check Ian out himself. He jotted down the address for Hilton Hotel from the address column of Ian's information. Half an hour later, at Clear Hospital, Dr. Nancy, you are here. Where's the patient's family? Sasha asked. The nurse kindly gave her a reminder. She's at Mr. Jackson's office. Dr. Nancy, you need to be careful. It seems like she's a bad-tempered person. Sasha returned her a grateful smile. Then, she changed into her white coat and put a mask on before heading to the director's office. Mr. Jackson, I'm Nancy. Come on in. Nancy, meet the patient's family member. Henry Jackson. The elderly director was trying hard to communicate with the patient's family member, who was sitting opposite him. Beads of sweat were seen covering his forehead. Unfortunately, the patient's family member was a tough nut to crack. Upon hearing her voice, Henry immediately opened the door for Sasha and invited her into the office as if she was his lifeline. Sasha was slightly bewildered to see the director opening the door for her personally. Soon. She took notice of the person sitting on the sofa. Her eyes widened in disbelief upon seeing that woman who was sitting on a sofa. Mr. Jackson, is she the ones you've been telling me about the best doctor in your hospital? Are you serious? The woman asked. She was a tall woman with brown wavy hair and exquisite makeup. The high-end branded dress she was wearing further accentuated her air of haughtiness. That woman was none other than Xandra Green. Sasha never thought Xandra would be the first amongst her old acquaintances whom she got to meet after five years. So, she's my patient. Her eyes, being the only semblance of emotion that could be seen on her face, grew icy in an instant upon the realization. Five years ago, she entered into an arranged marriage with Sebastian, since both the Wands and the Hayes had always been on friendly terms. The two families decided to arrange an engagement for the five-year-old Sebastian with her, the newborn baby girl of the Wan family. Even though she had liked Sebastian since she was young, she never really took the arrangement seriously, thinking it was just a joke. It was only until the overnight destruction of the Wan family when Frederick brought up about the arranged engagement, asking her to marry into the Hayes family, instead of scorning Sasha. He gave her a stable life by accepting her into the family. That was when she decided to fulfill the arranged marriage. Eventually, 
She married Sebastian to seek the family love that she lost. Like a moth to the flame. She never expected their marriage would end up being a tragedy. Mr. Jackson. I was wrong. What? I can't cure her illness. You should find another doctor to help her. Sasha said coldly. With that. She turned and left the office. Henry was at a loss for words. As for Xandra. She was infuriated to hear Sasha's words. What did you say? I dare you to repeat yourself. There was a threatening undertone in her piercing voice. Yet Sasha didn't bother to spare a glance at her. In fact, she left the office without batting an eyelid. Xandra was a B asterisk TCH who didn't deserve to talk to her. What's with that attitude? Is she out of her mind? Is she quitting her job? Oh, Mistress Hayes, please don't take it to heart. I believe there has been a misunderstanding. I'll explain to Dr. Nancy immediately and make sure she treats Mr. Hayes tomorrow. Do not worry about that. In an agitated state, Henry explained to Xandra to diffuse her anger before he went after Sasha. This woman is Mistress Hayes now. So Mr. Hayes is my patient. Huh? How dare they ask me to treat that man? Five years have passed. Yet these two scumbags are still alive and kicking. Both of them should go to hell. Why should I even treat him? Upon hearing snippets of their conversation, Sasha quickened her pace to leave the place. Little did she know her entire body was quivering in anger and she was clenching her fists so tightly that her knuckles had turned white. She ran all the way to her car and slammed the door shut, buried her head in the steering wheel as she closed her reddened eyes. She thought she had already forgotten about the past. But Xandra's appearance made her realize that the wound in her heart hadn't healed. Hatred was still boiling in her and she wanted to stab that woman to death on the spot. Sebastian Hayes, you have no right to ask me to save you. I'd rather save a dog than the man who sacrificed his children's lives for his so-called love. After a long while, she finally recollected herself and headed back home. Her children were already sound asleep when she arrived home. Sasha knew she could always count on Mateo. Not only had he had dinner with Vivian, he also gave her a bath. The two were now huddling together in bed. Mommy, you are back, he mumbled in his sleep. Sasha pecked him on the forehead. Yes, I'm back. Good night, sweetie. Mateo rolled over and continued sleeping. Sasha couldn't help but curl her lips into a heartfelt smile as she tucked the blanket around them. For a moment, she looked at them lovingly before leaving their bedroom for her study. Willow, have you gone to bed? Not yet. Why? Can you do me a favor? Go to the hospital tomorrow morning and... Sasha spoke to Willow Fisher, her best friend, through the phone while she booked three flights to Jitroina on the internet. In the penthouse suite of Hilton Hotel located at the city center. With a gloomy expression, Sebastian stared at the woman, who was sobbing ever since she returned. He was sitting on the couch with his legs crossed, in his white shirt coupled with a black tie. The man had a distinguished air about him. He became even more charming although five years had passed. Miss. Green. You mean Clear Hospital didn't arrange a doctor for us. The rumors were wrong. It is not a renowned hospital. Luke Scott, the president's assistant, 
asked after seeing Xandra crying. If one had been paying attention, one would have noticed that he had addressed Xandra as Miss Green, not Mistress Hayes. That's right. Their attitudes were atrocious. The petty doctor started scolding me after I raised several queries. She said she never intended to treat Sebastian. Xandra recounted what happened earlier in the hospital in an exaggerating manner. Hearing that, Sebastian's size darkened. Who is she? Nancy. I heard Mr. Jackson calling her Nancy. He said she is the one and only doctor in the hospital who knows traditional Chinese medicine. Xandra answered eagerly. The hostility in her eyes was barely veiled. She hoped they could immediately bring Sasha to Sebastian so that the latter could make her pay the price for her rudeness. Nancy. Huh? Sebastian's face was clouded over. He had suffered from chronic insomnia for years and could only fall asleep with the help of medication. However, everyone knew it would be detrimental if one was to take such medication on a long-term basis. It would bring about significant side effects such as an alteration of mood and acute headache, which could be so unbearable that the sufferer would end up having an outburst of anger. That was why Sebastian resorted to seeking help at Clear Hospital. His eyes gleamed with murderous intent when he heard a petty doctor was refusing to treat him. Luke, look into this person called Nancy. I want to know who she is. Yes, Mr. Hayes. And also, ask Henry to come and see me. Sebastian was referring to the director of Clear Hospital. Luke immediately complied. As for Xandra, a wicked smile crept onto her face the moment Sebastian gave his orders. Nancy. You are just a petty doctor. I will make you pay for going against me. On the other hand, Sasha's her sleep was disrupted by thoughts of her encounter with Xandra earlier that day. Even so, she failed to notice that the screen of her phone, which was in silent mode, lit up several times throughout the night. The next morning, when she was awakened by the alarm, only did she find out there were eight missed calls. She was instantly wide awake. Those were calls from the hospital. She was not on call. Nor was she a doctor from the emergency room. No one would call her in the middle of the night. Then why did the hospital call me so many times? Could it be? At that instant, a horrible thought hit her. And she immediately hopped out of bed. Mateo, Vivi, it's time to wake up now. We're going on a vacation today. Hurry or we're going to be late. She rushed to the nursery to wake her children up. Vivian grumbled. Mommy, feeling groggy, she was reluctant to open her eyes. In contrast, Mateo was wide awake at the mention of vacation. Vacation. Mommy, where are we going? Don't you need to work? Well, I'm taking a few days off to bring you guys to Jitroina. I've already booked the flights to give you a surprise. Wake up now. Sasha carried Vivian, who was still sleeping, out of bed while answering Mateo's questions. Seeing that, the boy quickly climbed out of bed. Twenty minutes later, the three of them were ready to go. Buzz, buzz. Just then, Sasha's phone vibrated. It was a call from Willow. Hello. Willow gabbled over the phone. Oh, Nancy, what's happening? Your consultation room is packed with people ransacking the place. I think they are looking for you. 
You took a leave suddenly. And now, the hospital is in chaos. What's going on? Did you offend these people? Sasha's face turned pale at her words. It's nothing. They wanted me to treat a patient. But I refused to. They are just looking for the patient's notes in my consultation room. Don't worry. Everything is fine. Since they already looked for the report by themselves. You should go. Really? Willow asked dubiously. Without bothering to answer her, Sasha hung up the call. She was running out of time. And there was no need or any use explaining to her friend. She got her children in the car and then headed toward the airport. She was determined not to expose her identity. Not only was she reluctant to meet that man again, she would not let him know about the children's existence because he would definitely snatch them away from her. She knew well that she stood no chance at all against a man who owned one of the largest business empires in the world. This was the very reason she booked the flights and asked Willow to help her hide her documents and those medical reports in her consultation room, as soon as she got home after meeting that B**TCH at the hospital. Unfortunately, it was too late. She never expected Sebastian to act this swiftly in the middle of the night. Doesn't he sleep at all? Is there a need to make a scene in the hospital just because I refused to treat him? The car was along the highway. Eventually, she managed to reach the airport within 30 minutes. Mateo, stay here and look after Vivi. I need to get our boarding passes. The boy sensed his mother's rush. So he replied compliantly. All right, mommy. Sasha grabbed their passports and made her way to the self-service check-in kiosk. She was exasperated when the machine couldn't identify their flight tickets and passport numbers. What's wrong with the machine? She was in a hurry. But now it turned out that the machine was not functioning. It felt like everything was not going her way. Having no choice, she could only head to the counter to retrieve the boarding passes from the staff. Hello. I'm here to retrieve the boarding passes for XXX flight. I'm sorry, Miss Wand, but I'm afraid you are barred from leaving the country. The staff informed her after checking her passport and flight ticket. Barred from leaving the country. Why? What have I done? She was utterly shocked. Excuse me. Can I ask why I am banned from leaving the country? I'm sorry. I have no idea. We received the notice to stop Dr. Nancy Wand. A doctor from Clear Hospital. From leaving the country. If you have any doubts. Do call the airline or the authority for clarification. For a few seconds, Sasha stood rooted to her spot. She couldn't help but curse internally upon hearing the staff's words. Damn it. It doesn't take a genius to know that they are targeting me. I'm stuck in the airport because of that B asterisk starred. Does he have the authority to instruct the airline in Moranta to stop me from leaving the country? He even found out that we are flying to Jitroina. Sasha was so angry that her entire body was shaking with anger. Thanks for listening to the Bravanovel audiobook. Welcome to download the Bravanovel app. Read the novel Returning from the Dead, His Secret Lover online and get the latest updates.